You're listening to Sky Blue Fans TV, proudly partnered by the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery, also partnered by Ivy Lucy Designs, CCFC Fan Store, and Mr. Few Sky. For the fans, by the fans. Can you hear me? Good evening. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, is that good? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, I don't know, mate. Not too sure. I don't know. I'm not too sure. I think it was just teams, mate, to be fair. So, you know, it's just one of those, isn't it? So, um, yeah. So, let's see if anyone joins us tonight to talk about all the fiascos going on at our wonderful football club. What do you reckon? So, yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those, isn't it? Yeah, it's a disaster at the minute, to be fair. Um, everybody's, uh, well, we just want to play football, don't we, at the end of the day? That's what we're here for. That's what we were looking forward to the season starting. Um, and no one's seen a home game yet, and it's halfway through August. So, and it doesn't look like we're going to see one soon, does it? No, I mean, it's looking it's looking quite... Um... <laughs> dreadful to be honest i mean it's like it's like having a a helium balloon that has been slowly let down since april when we finished on a high and um you know it's just it's just gone down and down and down and it's going to end up in the sea somewhere it feels like yeah it it does mate to be fair it does not very good at the moment um i don't know where we go from here to be honest because it I would say Robins would want games to be played ASAP. Um, I hear we're looking at other grounds, possibly Milton Keynes or Birmingham. That could be an option, but uh, they need to make an announcement soon, don't they? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it, it's, it's like we were talking on the coach on Saturday about how the logistics of, of getting to... Uh, Huddersfield at the weekend, getting a coach organised, getting mm-hmm. um, fans to get their tickets, getting the fans to, to book the coach. I mean, it's such a short notice. I mean, um, yeah. I thought I thought something might have been um, probably announced tonight, but nothing's nothing's <laughs> come out at all. It's just you know, it's you've all been quiet, a... mate. All quiet oh. at the moment. I don't know, I don't know where the club are on statements, but they should really be. Uh, you know. It's, and Monday night going into Tuesday now, so people need to make plans, don't they, and stuff like that. So you'd have thought they'd have made an announcement today, knowing that uh, we all know that the game on Saturday is going to be off. Well, I mean, I've heard, um, I don't know how true it is, but they're, they're struggling to get police to police it. Mm. Um, so that's that's one reason. Uh, also, such a short notice to sort it out. But, um, yeah. I mean, do you think do you think they might be in talks with with another club to go and um, play somewhere else this weekend? Definitely. I, I reckon the favourite for me will be Milton Keynes because it's a big stadium. Um, we wouldn't have a problem getting all the season ticket holders in there. If they, they'd have to supply some sort of free transport, I presume, as well, though, if they're going to do that. Um, 
we'll wait and see. But my bet is that it's going to be either Birmingham or MK Dons. But because I what I think they want the games to be played, I don't think they want they want them stacking up because people will lose interest and the club will lose money. They need revenue coming in now, don't they? Well, yeah. I mean, if it if it doesn't go ahead Saturday, I mean, you're looking at that would be three games in hand on everyone already, and we'll be bottom of the league. Um, that's... Yeah, and the sponsorship, you've got to think about sponsorship and people have got commercial boxes and stuff like that, you know, um, they're going to be looking for refunds, won't they? Because yeah. they've, paid their, they've paid their money up front, paid a lot of money up front for, um, you know, corporate boxes, um, and, and they haven't seen any football yet. So it's going to be a big problem for the club to sort out and hopefully they can... Uh, I can claim it back somehow. I don't know how, but uh, I can claim it back off Wasp, maybe. <laughs> Good luck with that, because I don't have so much money. <laughs> I mean, if, if I mean, if any fans are out there that are going to listen tonight and they want to want to put a little comment up, let us know what what your comment is if you want us to give you a shout out or whatever. Um, but I mean, it's it's and how you're feeling. I mean, I was on the coach Saturday going to Millwall with with the Tavern Sky Blue Tavern. Um, it was a great journey until about probably <laughs> 35, 45 minutes into the journey. And everyone when was going, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, all we heard was, oh, no, that's all we yeah. heard. And looked on your yeah. phone and, and there you go. It's it's Tuesday night. It's been called off. So, called I mean, what, what was were blaming us about our referees and the pitch inspection that we did, thinking that we had told them to sort of, call the game off, tell them it wasn't fit, and then Was had their own independent people that went in and mm. they've said it's not fit. So, you know, I mean, where do we go from here? Well, the foot that the EFL had an official um, I believe had a, they had a Premier League referee going in to have, to have a look at it as well, and they said it's not fit. So, it might be fit for rugby um, because it's a different game and, you know, they probably don't need lush grass to play on, do they? But it's certainly, by what I've heard, not fit for a football game, especially the way we play, uh, which is one-touch football, very quick football on the on the ground. Um, I know people are saying, you know, years ago, we used to play on sand and stuff like that. I've been to many games at Highfield Road when we played um, on the beach, if you like. It looks like a beach, didn't it, when we played Man United, Blackburn and people, and even snow. But times have changed now, haven't they? And, you know, uh, stadiums and facilities are a lot better and and I think the EFL and the Football League obviously demand better facilities uh, to protect players whereas a few years ago you know back in the 80s and 90s it wasn't so much a thing you'd sort of go out and play in the snow not a problem or go out and play on a, on a, on a sandy sandy pitch or muddy pitch uh, but I don't think you get away with it these days especially with all the money involved in football now um, things have got to be right aren't they, unfortunately and uh, Although we'd say, yeah, go out and play, it wouldn't bother us, but uh, uh, we just want to see the football. But um, at the end of the day, I think um, they've got to look after the players. Players cost a lot of money, so look, there's their assets in it, really. They don't want to um, get injuries and stuff like that. And I think that's what they're looking at, obviously, for injuries and protecting the players, really. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at what Jody Jones went through, three ACLs, you, you imagine playing on a surface with players that are worth now for us as a club, 10 million plus, 
um, yeah. a few of them. And if they get injured, and it could be, I don't know, career-ending injury, couldn't it? Really, to be fair, without a doubt, without a doubt, and, and you know, and that's that's what they've got to think of. You know, uh, clubs have invested a lot of money and time into players, and if they can get injured on on, on a pitch which is not really up to scratch, then um, you know that, that that's what they want to avoid, and they can't be playing on pitches like that. Um, with holes and divots in and stuff like that. So it might be all right for rugby. I don't know, but they, they play a different game to us. Uh, but I would say, I would say yeah. personally, it's it's not fit for either any game at the moment because it's it's not safe for us. I wouldn't say it's safe for any of their players either. Yeah, I think I think they they came out and said that it wasn't fit for rugby as well, didn't they? So right, yeah, well, fair you know, enough, yeah. Yeah, um, I, think, I mean, our Victoria's just got in touch with us. She's gone. Uh, she was going into the season optimistically and the wasps have really killed all our momentum. Try not to feel completely demoralised at the moment. So, well, we've been stung. We, 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 pardon the pump. We've been stung by the wasps, haven't we? We've been stung. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been batting them away all weekend. <laughs> and, uh, none, none of us, to be honest, expected this. Bit of a bombshell for everybody because I say we're all looking forward to the season. We had a great pre-season. I went to Spain, as you know. We played well over there. We got some good result. It got a good result against Forest, and we were looking good. Um, come back and I say we won all our pre-season games, uh, and then we got hit by the the pitch fiasco, which nobody knew about and nobody expected. And you know, it's just it's just a shambles, really. Somebody somebody somewhere should have known that that pitch was not going to be playable come August. Um, you know, surely they had somebody looking at it. I'd be finding very, very, very um, naive to say that that nobody knew. Somebody somewhere knew, and obviously weren't passing the correct information over. I mean, I, when I was on the coach Saturday, I bumped into a, a lad on there. He was um, he's from he's come all the way from Australia, mm. and um, he come over to see his dad and his granddad, and um, he. He's, his name's his name was James Rafferty, um, yeah. and um, he uh, he came over the week before the Rotherham mm. game, so he's, he's had to fly halfway around the world, mm. um, expecting to go to Rotherham. Didn't go because obviously it was postponed. Um, spending some quality time with his family, and then the uh, Wednesday night was moved to Burton. He couldn't get there uh, <laughs> for some for, for some other reasons. Yeah, and then yeah. they they decided to come on the coach and go to Millwall, which they had a great time. I mean, his granddad, Sky Blue John Kerrigan, was was oh what a bloke! I mean, he'd been following the city for sixty years, and mm. um, he, he was brilliant. I mean, if you if other people want to hear the interviews, you can hear them from Saturday on our podcast. Um, and you know, he was really downhearted because he was expecting to go Tuesday night. His flights back to Australia on Wednesday, so. Yeah. He's come all this way, seen one game of football when he wanted to go and see probably three, three or four games, and he's he hasn't been able to. Well, I, I bet there's a few, uh, probably not as far as him, but there's probably a few that have come over um, and pre-booked holidays and stuff, especially in the summer when the school's on holiday and stuff. People come over, uh, book holidays. Fans that live abroad, especially the August games, are the most popular, obviously, because the weather's nice. And there'll be quite a few fans, I think, in the same situation where they're booked, you know, they're booked 
time to come back to the UK um, to coincide with the fixtures. And now they've, you know, there's no game, um, so they're going to be they're going to be out of pocket. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what the club are, are planning. They said there's some going to be some sort of um, compensation, hopefully, for supporters, or we'll see what they come up with. But um, there's a lot of angry fans out there at the moment, isn't there? and uh, it's not good. And it's just, I say, we're all a bit deflated because we haven't seen the team play at home yet. And to be honest, I mean, we played at Millwall, didn't we? We did okay, didn't we, in Millwall? We played quite well. Uh, obviously, yeah. just the um, just the indiscipline let us down, I think, in the end. A couple of mistakes from players who don't normally... Well, I say don't normally. Um, and the goalkeepers probably cost us in the, in the first two games, to be honest, with the cross at Sunderland and, and the one he came out and he's nowhere near on Saturday. And then, obviously, Hamer, we all know about, can... Can when when he's on a yellow card is always that chance, that little chance that he can pick up another one with a silly tackle, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I think Saturday I, th- I thought we played way way better than we did at Sunderland. We we came out all guns blazing. Yeah, um, it was it was a very entertaining game from both teams. Um, the incident that basically wound Hamer up um, was a foul from. Uh, I think it was Jamie Scal- uh, Shackleton. Um, Hamer was in our half on the left-hand side in the first half. Mm. And Hamer's just holding the ball. Um, he's then passed the ball up the line. And as he's passed it, uh, Shackleton's come in and just absolutely took him out. Maybe yellow, red. It was on the verge of a red, maybe. Um, yeah. and, and then Hamer's stuck on the sideline for about nearly a minute and a half, waiting for the ref to let him on. And I think the ref forgot about it. And while he was while he was walking up the touchline, um, I know it's not not a nice thing. They Millwall fans were throwing bottles. Now I know I know I know people people take the lids off, but I'm not being funny. They were throwing bottles. So plastic, I, I don't, bottles no no plastic bottles with water in at Hamer. Yeah. So they were full or half full. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, there weren't no washing machines or uh, fridge freezers being chucked over, like mm. Sunderland fans reckon we chucked over. But um, yeah. you know, it, it it wasn't nice. It wound him up a little bit, and mm. then obviously a silly tackle in the second half. But I, I can't believe Robbins didn't make five subs. To be honest, and well, he, he, he made two two changes on the eighty seventh minute. That was my next question. I thought, you know, you, you can you can use the five subs now, so we've got to use it to our advantage and. In that heat, I was just very, very surprised that he didn't make at least three or four subs earlier, you know, early in the, yeah, probably 60 minutes, 65 minutes, simply because it was hot out there and people needed fresh legs, didn't they? Um, I was just surprised he didn't do that, you know. Um, but that that's Robbins for you. He, he does that on occasions, doesn't he? He tends not to use his subs, or if he does, he um, leaves it to the last possible minute. Mm. Yeah, oh, definitely does. Definitely does. Just two secs on this. I mean, I've got um, someone listening and watching us tonight. Joe Kelly's come in and he said, if this doesn't get sorted out ASAP, bye-bye championship football. What do you think to that? Well, hopefully it won't go that far, but um, it needs to be sorted ASAP because the EFL have only got certain restrictions they can do. I think mean, we called two games off already. I don't know how many more games uh, they're allowed us to call off. 
Um, I think if we if we get them played at whatever stadium, I think we'll probably get away. You know, might get away with it because they know they know it's not really our fault. But if we keep calling games off left, right, and centre, and we're not playing, which is no good to anyone, then you know they they could take san- sanctions against us, couldn't they? And we don't want that. That's the last thing we want. So uh, I think Robbie wants to play the game. So you know that, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hopeful the club will sort a pitch out somewhere or a ground, even if it's till maybe till the World Cup break, you know, in November, a temporary, yeah. a temporary deal somewhere. And that gives them plenty of time then to get the pitch sorted um, till November. And we can play maybe a MK Dons or, I know it's not ideal. It's a bit up, upheaval for the fans again. It's always the fans that suffer for anything like this, isn't it? We're yeah. the ones that suffer. It costs us money. But I hope the club will step in and provide, um, hopefully, free transport at, to wherever, whatever stadium we play at. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that comment there, Joe. Um, Glenn's been in touch as well. He's just gone that um, some most WASP fans that have contacted us um, seem to have a common sense of approach and want the matter sorted before it goes toxic and escalates again. Do you think it will go mm. toxic and escalate again? Um, we, we walk away again, and when we've just signed a 10-year deal, well, seven-year deal plus an add-on of three years if mm. if needed be? I'm hoping not, because um, we don't want that. That's the last thing we want, to be honest. Uh, I thought the relationship between Wasps and the club was a lot better since Body's come on board. Um, they seem to have uh, settled the differences, didn't they? And then now it's all been blown up again. So um, it, somebody needs to get hold of it and get deal with it and you know sort it out and, and, and lay the pitch. You know, at whatever whoever's cost, the pitch needs to be laid. Let's face it, whatever whatever it costs, they need a new pitch. So you know, and, and the quicker they, they get it done, the better. Because mm. at the moment we can't play on that pitch, and we need a new pitch. So whoever's going to pay for it, I don't know, but even if, if if the club have to pay for it initially and, and, and get it back off Wasps, mm. you know, from the rent maybe they pay or something like that, you know, taking off the rent or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure somebody can use a bit of common sense and get something sorted, but um, it needs to be done quickly, whatever whatever they did decide. It needs to be done quickly because people are, people are getting fed up of it and we don't want a scenario where we've got protests and stuff like that. That's the last thing we want. No, definitely not. So going back to Saturday, um, we talked about sending off uh, a bit daft. I mean, I think Hamer just—I think he just lost the plot a little bit. To be fair, more so. like a body. It was more like a, like a shoulder charge, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. I mean, a bit unlucky, I suppose. I suppose because he broke up the play, which is why he got booked, because the guy could have been away, I suppose. But you know, he'd already been booked, so he shouldn't be doing them sort of um, them sort of challenges. It gives the referee a decision to make, doesn't it? Oh, all day long. I mean, you you see it week in, week out. I mean, I, th- I think there was a challenge in the Chelsea game last night that mm. that got let go. That was probably worse than Hamer's. That was, by the way. Yeah, yeah I mean that 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 was more of a challenge than Hamer's challenge to get a second yellow, wasn't it? I mean, to be honest Definitely. with you, I mean that that was that was an awful challenge. So you know, it's yeah. um when you look at that, and then you look at Hamer's booking, his second booking. It, it's just not consistent enough. But going on, yeah. going on to our goals, going on to our goals. I want to start off with the second goal because Bidwell's book. I think it was Bidwell that crossed the ball in, if I can remember right. I mean, I've slept, well. what a I've slept too. Oh man, what a ball! I mean, he did that 
uh, Wednesday night for Alan, didn't he? Yeah, he got he the ball in really nice. Yeah, and that was yeah. that was probably the best performance I've seen Bidwell play. Yeah, he did play well. He got quite impressed with Bidwell, to be fair. And Godden did well, you know, with stretching for the ball to get there. And it was a great finish in the end because, you know, could easily have missed it. But he stretched his leg out and he, and he got the, on the end of it. And when you tune it up, you know, you, you should never lose a game, really, should you? Uh, no. You should, you know, close it down. But mistakes, mistakes, mistakes crept into our um, our game and uh, gave them a little bit of chink of light, didn't they? Uh, they were never in the game before that. And all no. of a sudden, we let them back in the game for our fault, our, you know, our mistakes. And um, all of a sudden, it's 2-1 and then their tails are up. So... You know, and then before you know it, it's two-two, and then we get, you know, then we get a player sent off, and, it, and we're, it really is backs against the wall. So, you know, it just went from bad to worse, didn't it, in the end? And but yeah, two the lot should never lose. Really, you should, you should no. minimum really should be should be looking at as a point there, minimum. But two the lot, you should you should close the game down and 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 get take home the three points. Yeah, and I mean. I- I couldn't believe it. All of us couldn't believe it when we went one nil up after the first five minutes. I mean, it was it was dream it was dreamland. We thought, I mean, we came out the blocks. We came out the blocks like I thought we should have done against Sunderland. Yeah, we came out the blocks raging, and I mean raging. You could tell it was the first team. You could tell it was we'd, we'd replace the players from Wednesday night. They just straight away. Ah. We, we straight away just went for them. And I mean, we went at them and yeah. we got we got the first goal. I mean, it was great header. I mean, fantastic header. I mean, mm. I think there was five players diving in at one point. Well, it was it, three it was cough players goal. and then Millwall players diving in was on it, it. I mean, was it McFanzine who got the last touch? Yeah, McFanzine, yeah. He claims it. I mean, it, but it was a bundle of players ended up in the net, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll take that, you know, all day long. Because yeah. it's not very often we score. Uh, goals like that, to be fair, but um, yeah, we'll take that all day long. It was, it was good. It was good. You know, it was good. You know, it, was, it makes a difference for us to be um, winning aerial battles against teams like Millwall, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Because um, they're normally, you know, they're normally a very, very aggressive sort of team. So for us to, you know, dive in and get our not be scared and get ourselves hurt like McFazdean did. And they all ended up in the net, didn't they? And, and you know, the goal was given. I mean, the referee easily could have blown for a foul there, couldn't he, somewhere? Because there was a lot of bodies there, weren't there? And you sort of half expect the referee to blow a whistle and say, oh, no, foul, you know. But no, yeah. play, you know, he got allowed. So, and there was nothing wrong with it, really, when you look at it. And, you know, it was a fair challenge. And we just um, a load of bodies ended up in the net, that was all, but along with the ball. So, yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> it don't matter how it goes in, mate. Just no, get it no. in. You know what I mean? But um, I mean, uh, we we were like looking at the second half when we went down to ten men, and um, uh, Vic had a good chance, uh, Alan had a good chance, Sheaf had a good chance, mm. um, and then there was a claim for handball, and um, it really did look like the player lifted his arms in the air as if he was going to stop it, something like that way. Yeah, and um, it came off his in, arms. Do you, think in the, do you think in the Premier League, VAR would have pulled that up? Yeah, probably. Um, there was a couple of occasions. There was a few shirt pullings as well in the second yeah. half, um, which they're trying to clamp down on now. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you look at the Chelsea game, there was a foul on uh, 
who was it, Cucurella, one with the yeah. curly hair, they pulled him with his yeah. hair, didn't they? Pulled his you hair, know, yeah, so know they, Pulled his I hair. That's <laughs> quite sure. <laughs> but, yeah, VAR missed things as well, don't they, you know? Yeah. Um, it's easy done, but, yeah, that, that's the problem, you know, do we want VAR in the Championship or don't we? Sometimes it goes for you, sometimes it goes against you, sometimes you might get decisions that referees, referees are also only human, as you know, and they, they do miss things, but, you know, when it's sort of a clear handball like that, then you expect either him or the lino to, to pick it up. You know, yeah, definitely. But, so, what, so that, what about... That, that disappointed. I mean, Simon Moore's had an air, hasn't he? I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you, I mean, <laughs> we, we, uh, it's, it's two games on the bounce now for Simon Moore. Mm. He's come out for a ball and he's done a Lee Burge. Although Lee Burge, I've seen a clip of his save at the weekend. And it was a winning save for Northampton. So, fair play to him. So, yeah. I think Simon Moore's turned into Lee Burge. <laughs> well, end of the day, yeah. What was he doing? What, I mean, there was no way. He was nearly outside the box, weren't he? You know, come that uh, far out. He was never going to get there. Never going to get there. And they had defenders. Leave your defenders to deal with that sort of situation. There's plenty of defenders in there. They could he just stay where he is, stay on his line. There would have been, wouldn't have been a problem. The ball would have gone back to him probably, or it would have been cleared. But when he comes out like that, he puts pressure on everybody. Then he, the pressure, the defenders start panicking, you know, and then and the ball ends up in the back of the net with no one, no one back there to guard it. You know what I mean? So completely avoidable, completely avoidable goal. It was. I don't, I don't know what he was thinking. To be fair, I don't know why he did that. But he has saved us plenty of, on plenty of occasions uh, last season. I know. But he I is. He's, I mean, that's two games so far, and he's made two boobies, really, hasn't he? You know, uh, with catching the ball and crossing. So, you know, um, would you make a change? Would you bring Ben Wilson in? I know you're a big fan of Ben Wilson. So am I. So we got yeah, two our, new, our new mate. Our new mate. Yeah, I mean, we got two good. Look, we got two good goalkeepers, and they're both good goalkeepers. Um, but they are prone to mistakes. Obviously, I mean. Ben Wilson played again, you know, at Burton against Bristol City in the main cup, and he conceded he four. He conceded four goals, so you know he, he didn't have the best or not. Although, you know, to be fair, you know the um, the defending was awful as well. So he probably had a bit of an excuse in that game because I don't think anybody had a decent game. To, to be fair, did they? You know, there were too many people out on an off day on that night. Um, but do you do you bring Bill Wilson? Do you bring Ben Wilson back? I don't know. No, think? I think. I think I think after Saturday's performance, and I really believe that um, we were miles ahead of Millwall. To be honest with you, uh, when mm. when it was eleven against eleven, we were miles yeah. again. We were miles ahead of them. To be honest, uh, it, yeah. it was more. It was more like the Coventry City from last season. We were passing yeah. it. Uh, Hamer kept giving a few loose balls away. Ben Sheaf was. I know everyone's going to hate me for saying this. Ben Sheaf was phenomenal. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Ben Sheaf, player of the season this year. You've heard it well, first from me, Miles. So I'm telling you now, Ben Sheaf on Saturday, he was immense. I mean, he really was, and he was up for it. He was really up for it. You know, he's, he's a different, he's a different class now. That lad, he's a different he, class. He is. He's a quality player, and 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 that just shows you players. When when he first came in, he was criticised a lot by a lot of people. He played a lot of loose balls, but it took him a while to get into the way we play. 
Um, we could we play quite high pressure football and on the floor, and it did take him a while to, to settle in. And he did get a lot of criticism, didn't he, off the fans? So, but to be fair, that second half of the season, he was fantastic for us. He played really well, and uh, you know, and, and I, I think this year he's going to be a big player for us. And hopefully, uh, case you know, Palmer, Palmer will do the same. Um, he's he's just getting in, into the way we play. It might take a few games, but I think it'll be another one. He's got quality, obviously, we can see that. But he might take a few games before he um, gets his feet under the table, if you like, and gets into the way we play. So he will make mistakes. He will probably give the ball away a few times. But he's only going to get better. And I think Casey Palmer's a great signing, uh, along with Ben Chief, who's going to be a fantastic player. I agree with you. I think he's going to be a fantastic player this year. I'm looking forward to... Um, ideal replacement for Liam Kelly, really, if Liam Kelly's going to be out injured for long periods. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Glenn's just said that two assists in two games for Bidwell looks like a Swansea player who was key for them. Yeah, definitely. That one? Yeah, I agree. You know, but he got a, he's another one. You know, he took a lot of flat when he first started, and he, you know, he didn't hadn't had the best of starts with us. He's made a, but he's been played in different positions, hasn't he? And he hasn't uh, he hasn't had a great start for his career at Cov. But the last two games, you know, he's shown that he can he can do a job and. Say Robin's not stupid. He knows he knows good players when he get when he sees them, and he and he. I'm sure he, he has faith in him. That's why he plays him because he knows he can do a job for the team. So yeah, um, Bidwell's another one. You know, I think once he gets his feet under the table and he gets a few more games under his belt, he he could be a good asset for us as well. He also says that we're missing Kelly. Really, I don't know. Well, he's got the experience, Kelly. That's a good thing I'd say about Kelly. He, He's got experience, but he's so injury prone at the moment. Um, we have got players that, that can replace him now, like Ben Chief, you know, like Casey Palmer. We've got plenty of midfield players that, at the moment that can uh, that can come in and do a job that, that Kelly does. Uh, but I mean, we're not we're not knocking Kelly. He's been a good player, good servant for us, done well when he has played. But at the moment, he's a bit injury prone. So you know, we've got a lot of younger players coming in, and uh, the way we play, I suppose Robin's thinking. Maybe Kelly's legs are getting on a little bit and he, he'd prefer a young lad in there instead of Kelly. I don't know. Mm. Only Robbins knows that. But, you know, he's still with the, he's still at the club, Kelly, so he hasn't gone anywhere. So once he gets fit, you know, he might be a good experienced player and to come on from the bench. I, w- I want to go on to Robbins. I mean, mm. there's a... there's a, there's a, um, Not that one. That's the wrong one. I clicked the wrong one. I have a word with myself. Um, Joe Kelly... Um, He's, he's come up with this this here. I mean, I, w- I was just thinking when you mentioned Mark Robbins, um, I was listening to his interview Wednesday on the way back. I was listening to his interview on Saturday on the way back. Mm. Um, Friday, I listened to his interview f- uh, before the Millwall game. And he seems a little deflated. Now, we've got this mm. comment here. If the pitch fiasco don't get sorted, it's possible big players and the manager might leave. And who yeah. can blame them? Absolute farce. But then, on the other hand, you've had uh, AD come out today saying how wonderful it's been in the last five years yeah. and that we have to put the rough with the smooth. Um, yeah. And this is another hurdle to get over. So, I mean, Joe Kelly's got a great point now. I mean, that's, that's a superb question. And I, I did feel that Wednesday, Friday and Saturday that 
Mark Robbins did sound a little bit fed up. Yeah, I he's mean, not fed yeah. up. He's not happy with the situation. I knew I say we can't you can't blame him really because he's here to get the football team sorted on the pitch, uh, and as to play good football, uh, and especially at home, we need to pick up maximum points on our home games, um, and that's what he he looks to for us to do. Now, for it to be in August and not to have the home pitch ready, obviously he's not very happy about that, and quite rightly so. Um, so it, it's thrown his plans into um, chaos, really, hasn't it? Because they're training at the moment, they don't know who they're going to play next because his game's been called off, so they can't really prepare properly. Properly, because you, you don't know if you're going to play Huddersfield or, or we're preparing for our, the following game after mm. Huddersfield. So it's a completely different team, so different tactics, maybe. So you know, you, you've got to. So he's going to be upset, and, and yeah, quite rightly so. So. I'm with him all the way, you know, very frustrating. And But there's not a lot we can do, is there? And I think Robbins knows it's uh, one of them things I think has happened. But that's how nobody expected it. And it's just a big blow to him, I think, and all the coaching staff and, and the players, of course, because they look forward to games just like the fans do. And um, not being able to play at home is a massive blow to us. And even though we have played very well in the two away games we've played, yeah, apart from the Bristol City game, I'm on about the, the, the two league games. Um, we have played quite well and we've got one point, but we really should have had three points on. To be honest, we should have had three points on Saturday, shouldn't we? So we should have four points, really. But if it weren't for the silly mistakes. So we, it's not as if we're not playing well. Um, we are playing well. Uh, but we just need to be playing at home and get a run of games together and get some points on the board. But the longer it goes on into the winter months, when the weather gets bad, and you're not going to see so many fans there because, you know, it's going to be cold, cold, wet Tuesday night and you're hardly going to be anybody there and the players are not probably going to be up for it like they would be now. Um, mm. You're going to get games like we did last year when we lost at home by silly old goals and stuff like that. So it's important to, to get playing ASAP while, while the weather's good and get the early months and get the points on the board. I mean, what are you... I mean, I've looked. I've looked at the results this weekend, and I think this league is um, pe- people are winning, people are losing that you think <laughs> should be winning, and those teams are losing or slipping up and drawing. Yet teams you think aren't going to win are winning. I mean, yeah. I mean, look is at Black- it early Black- days. Early days. Look at Blackburn. Blackburn are doing fantastic, aren't they? They've won all the games, haven't they? Blackburn. They've had a new yeah. manager come in, and yeah. they're doing well. Um, and of course, if you're winning, it builds confidence, doesn't it? So, whether they're going to be still up there come the end of the season, it'd be hard to say. But um, there's a long way to go, and it's—I don't really look at the table until sort of Christmas time, when you can have a good, good view of the table, and you've got a good, decent run of games under your belt, and see where you've, where you pick points up and where you've lost. Um, so, I—I I sort of judge it. I know fans look at the table all the time after a few matches, and it's great if you're top. That's brilliant, but. Doesn't matter. You don't win anything at this stage of the season. You never win anything until until May, do you? So, at the end of the day, I look at Christmas time. I look at the table and think, well, yeah, that's not we're doing we're doing okay or we're doing bad, and then we can judge. Yeah, I mean, I I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I, hopefully we get 
hopefully we get our mistakes out the way early and we do it in reverse yeah. this year and mm. come on form. So if there's anyone out there that wants to add some more comments, please do. Ken Stewart and myself, Miles, Sky Blue Fans TV. Uh, we're sponsored by Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery, CCFC Fan Store, CCFC Prince. Um, so we're going to go on to Tuesday night. Now, there ain't a game. Um, I don't know if you've seen highlights of Hull at all. Uh, not Hull, Wigan, sorry. I've done a Clive Eakin there. <laughs> Hull or Wigan. I was thinking about the ticket prices then for Hull, so I went on to Hull, sorry. Yeah, Wigan. Yeah, so... Yeah, so Wigan, I haven't watched... I'm going to open honestly. I haven't watched any highlights on ITV yet. I've I've not had mm. the time. I've been busy. Um, I, I get to the games, and that that's me at the moment. I mean, have you seen anything of Wigan yet? No, I've only seen the highlights. I've seen on telly. Um, I suppose it, what, what, it's difficult to judge the teams that come up, isn't it? Um, Rotherham have got a couple of got a win under their belt, haven't they? No, they got two wins. I'm not sure, but they seem to have got some points on the board. Wigan, I mean, I haven't seen much of them, but they've just come up, so they're a new team, um, like Sunderland. So they're looking to pick as many points up as possible. So they're going to be up for it for the first few matches. So, um, but on the team, I mean, I look at the team on paper. I don't particularly think they've got any um, superstars in their team. A pretty average team, really. I mean, they're sort of teams we should be beating, considering we put our team sheet against theirs. I think our team sheet is a lot stronger than theirs, put it that way. And uh, they're the sort of teams we should be looking to beat, uh, which is no disrespect to them. But I think we should be and you know, on the quality we've got compared with what they've got. But, of course, as you know, it doesn't always work that way. It's down to on the day. So, uh, yeah, and when, when you come up, when you get promoted, you get a bit of momentum, don't you? And if you get a couple of good results, then... You never know. So they'll be looking to pick up maximum points wherever they can. So they'll, they'll be disappointed with the game's called off, I'm sure. It's like we are. But, um, you know, that's another game, another home game, and really we, we, we should be looking to win. Um, I mean, I mean so. the club have lost a lot of money out of this because they've they've announced today that you can get refunds on your Rotherham tickets, your Wigan Athletic mm -hmm. tickets. Now, Rotherham, they're expecting a bumper crowd. So the club are going to be feeling this, aren't they now? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> Robbins wants obviously as much money as possible in, in, in the kitty to buy players or get some sort of deals going in the transfer market. And if he hasn't got any money coming in um, from the from from the fans and or match day revenue, if you like, then obviously he's going to struggle uh, because the club are, you know, are going to be in trouble because they've got no, no money coming in. So, yeah, it's difficult. It's going to be difficult for everybody and Obviously, fans want refunds. They're entitled to their refunds because they haven't been to the match. Now, whether they'll come back when that game's replayed, it's obviously going to be a Tuesday or Wednesday night, midweek, maybe later on in the year. I don't know. It depends how well we're doing, doesn't it? But um, they may have lost a few fans along the way there because a lot of the young, especially first game of the season, home, you get a lot of new fans, if you like, a lot of youngsters coming up, school holidays and stuff. Uh, and then I want to come watch a game of football. And obviously, they were denied that because it got called off. So, I doubt very much if them them fans, them same fans, will come back on a Tuesday or Wednesday evening. Mm. Uh, I mean, the season ticket holders will, obviously, because they've paid for their ticket, and, uh, as loyal fans will. But your casual fans, 
they might think, oh, I'll give that a miss, you know, wet, cold, wet Tuesday, Wednesday night. Maybe I'll stay at home. And that's, that's where they're going to lose money, unfortunately. Mm. But that's out of our hands, isn't it, again? Yeah. Now, listen, I want to brighten the mood up a bit here. I mean, <laughs> we've, we're all doom and gloom at the moment. I just want to I want to come off subject. I want to change it slightly with you, mate, because I, I, I think, you know, you know a lot about our club. You probably know more than me because you're a little bit more experienced than me. Well, you are. You're a ref as well. Now, listen. Know, yeah. to, Don't to, tell to people that. <laughs> <laughs> now, today, today is 30 years of the Premier League. Now, if memory, if memory serves me right, we won the first three games. We did, yeah. I think we did Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough at home. Mm. Uh, the super fast postman, Paul Williams, scored. Yeah. I yeah. think it's nine, nine minutes or something. something uh, and I think it was the I second fastest. I was definitely fa- there. I was definitely yeah. there. Second fastest goal. Now, um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of memories for me during uh, the Premier League era, um, especially the first year. Mm. I, remember, I remember seeing... Sonia at half time. Do you remember those days where the, you would have a half time entertainment? Yes, we had Sonia at Highfield Road. I mean, you can't get any better than that, can you? Fantastic. <laughs> they, they, they stopped doing that all of a sudden. I mean, well, they, they had a few different singers, didn't they? Coming on at half time, I remember. Yeah, they, they tried to um, sort of bring the entertainment value in at half time to entertain the crowd. And fair play to them, they tried it. and for some reason, they didn't carry on with it. I don't know why. Whether it was money-wise, I don't know. But uh, it was nice. It was something different, wasn't it? You know, sometimes we had a had a band or something singing. So I remember a band being, you know, being on the pitch at halftime in one of the games, uh, doing some sort of song. I can't remember what it was, but um, I remember all sorts of uh, entertainment. Uh, um, well, entertainment shows, should we say, at yeah. halftime, trying to entertainment, trying to entertain the fans, but. It's all changed now, I suppose. Um, some fans, some teams still do it, don't they? I mean, you know, some teams still do a bit of entertainment at half-time, but we tend not to do that now for whatever reason. But I suppose it's all down to money again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, my highlight, I'll tell you one of my big highlights, really, honest, and that was just a joke about Sonia, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got all her albums. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um I was Sky Blue Sam, as you know. I told you a story. Yeah. But, um, my, my my claim to fame with Sky Blue Sam is that uh, we were playing Newcastle, and it was Darren Huckabee's debut. And as I was coming in uh, to the tunnel just before kickoff, all the players had come out because I had to stand out with the cheerleaders and everything. Mm. And uh, as I was walking back in to get changed, uh, Kevin Keegan come out coming out the tunnel, and he come down the steps walking out the tunnel. And he shook me hand and he goes, Hello, Sky Blue Sam. I goes, Hope you lose. <laughs> and lo and behold, they lost. They lost. <laughs> Those are the yeah. Premier League days for me. And then my yeah. and then my Isaiah shirt behind me, signed yeah. by Isaiah's, yeah. Yeah, a fantastic player he was, weren't he, as well? Isaiah. He's a great player. Um, my memory, I think, from way back at Highfield Road, especially was when we beat Liverpool. Uh, it was on match of the day, 4-0, I think it was. I don't know if you remember this. Back in the 80s, this was. Uh, Nicky Platner, I don't know if you remember him. He scored yeah. a goal in the first minute. Um, 
Had a yeah, burn. But, yeah, and then Terry Gibson <laughs> went on to score a hat trick. Yeah, and we beat Liverpool four 0 that day, and yeah. uh, that was that was one of the best moments I had. I feel right. I remember listening to um, the interviews afterwards. John Watson was down interviewing some of the players, and we had a big photo, and it was on the front of the Telegraph, and I was on the back in the background. You can see me. Uh, John Watson was interviewing the manager and everything afterwards. Um, it was Bobby Gould. It was Bobby Gould was manager at the time, I think. Because he bought because Stuart Pearce and all them were playing. It's back in the eighties when he he bought all those new players in. Uh, I think Sam Allardyce was playing for us at the time as well. Yeah, he didn't play era. many games though, did he? He didn't play many. No, big Sam. He got Stuart Pearce. Uh, oh, there was loads. Terry Gibson. There's loads of uh, and they all you know were decent players for. They did all right. Um, mm. But they cost us next to nothing. I mean, look at Stuart Pearce. Look at what he went on to do in his career. He was fantastic, wasn't he? And he, he was playing at non-league Wilston when we bought him um, for very little money. I don't think we actually paid any money for him, but we probably um, played him in a friendly or something to, to make up for it. But that was one of the bargain buys of the season. I mean, Bobby Gould had a tremendous uh, um, knack of picking up um, bargain players back in the 80s. He brought quite a few decent players in. Uh, who turned out uh, Mickey Jim was another one. Mm. Um, he's still at the club now, he's still working at the club now in in um, in the press in the press room. So, uh, and of course, Oggy, Oggy as well. So, yeah, all these players probably all bought in and, and say paid hardly any money for them. That, and that was my uh, memories from back in the 80s and, uh, and as it went on uh, when I first started, you know, supporting the club. Um, so yeah, fantastic memories of Highfield Road. If only we were still there, eh? if only Highfield Road was still there, that would be fantastic. Great memories. I mean, I mean it, it would it would be wonderful, wouldn't it? I mean, mm. when when you think about it, it's um, you, you've got so many memories of walking up to the ground. I mean, I yeah. remember, I mean, I mean, this was way, way before the, the Premier League days, early 80s, and me nan and granddad used to live around Goring Road, uh, just yeah. off Swan Lane. Yeah. We used to walk walk round, and uh, you could hear the crowd singing as you know as you're walking up to the stadium. You know they were singing yeah. in the ground, and you can hear mm. it. And you could, and when even uh, people used to tell me that you could hear it, if you were in town and the wind was flying in the right direction. If we had scored, yeah, you, you could, could hear. hear yeah, you, you could. could hear hear the crowd, and you can't oh, even I, hear yeah. that at, at, at at the CBS, no. can you? You can't even no, hear it. It was, an old, it was an old traditional football ground and uh, it's fantastic ground. Didn't have any issues with parking. Everybody walked to the ground because it was close to town or wherever they lived. I don't think I know anybody that sort of drove to the ground, really. They all mm. sort of walked because they all sort of lived sort of localish. If you like, or if you lived in, got the bus into town, you walked from town because it's only down the road. But um, yeah, it, it was an old traditional ground. It was fantastic. I mean, and it was a decent ground, to be fair. Even when it got knocked down, we didn't. There were some decent stands there. I mean, they weren't all like falling down. It was, we, we, you know, we were the first all-seater stadium, weren't we? Yeah. I, I, I heard you had half the ground and put in your back garden, didn't you? I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I did buy a couple of things from the um, from the auction, a couple of signs and stuff like that. But uh, I know people have got like the dugouts in their back gardens and stuff like that, um, which is I mean, good. Go- it's not a nice bit of momentum. You could do it with a dugout in your garden. No, oh, definitely the size of my garden. I, I, I want one of them badges off the stadium in my back garden. Um, yeah, I mean, going on to the Premier League, I mean, I was in the box Boxing Day um, that year when the Premier League started. Um, mm. It was against Villa. 
Um, and uh, you, you remember the main stand? There was those boxes down below, the wooden ones. Yes, the one along uh, the front of the pit. Yeah, yeah. and they had mm. the little seating in front. Well, yes. we had one of those boxes there, and um, yeah. it was the Carlin Premier League, wasn't it? That's right, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. and um, what you got with your box was unlimited Carlin Black Label. Really? All, all day, yeah, all day. That's right, Carlin um, were big sponsors, yeah, that's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it weren't as if we didn't need any more. I mean, we... The night before was obviously Christmas, and we'd we'd been playing cards at my brother's flat. And then we went up the uh, pub, and we had a lock in till five in the morning. Walked back, got changed, drove over to Coventry for the and we beat them. Boxing Day yeah. game, wasn't it? We beat them. Yeah, yeah, beat them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, when you when you think about those, uh, it was three 0 Yeah, Mickey so, Quinn scored, didn't he? I think, if I remember. Um, one of the goals, I think. Yeah, one of them, I think it was. Yeah, so mm. I mean, it was an amazing day that was, uh, and that was like, it was a good crack that was. You know, it was yeah. just, um, yeah. Even those little, the old boxes and that, it was just a good laugh. I mean, fantastic memories. Yeah, you could wear your shirts in there. You could, you, yeah. Nowadays, you can't even wear your shirt in the executive boxes, which is, no, I, I think, it's a bit daft. Corporate lounges are a bit, they're a bit strict on the box. I don't know why. I don't even know. I've never seen any, any trouble up there. So. Don't see any reason why you shouldn't, especially the home fans. It's your ground. Why can't you wear your home shirt? Yeah, you know, yeah. You're selling shirts and then you tell them that you can't wear them. I know, yeah. That's I know, stupid. it's mad, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> craziness. Um, yeah. uh, that's one of those, isn't it? But, I mean, 30 years on, um, you know, we're, ne we're, nearly, we're nearly there. But mm. do, do you think, with everything going on this year now, do you think that we can... Move forward. Do you think? I, I, I mean, I, I still believe that we're, we're going to be all right. I still believe that we'll probably finish. I mean, I was, I've, I've said we're going to finish second for the crack, but you never know, do you? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> in this league, anybody can be anybody in this league, and you, you need a little bit of luck along the way. We've had a bit of bad luck to start with with the ground situation. Um, so let's hope our luck will come later on in the season. Uh, we're, we're going to win games. We're going to lose games, and. You know, we've drew one and we've lost one. We haven't won one yet. So maybe we've got a few wins on under our belt to come. So I'm pretty confident. I think the, the squad is stronger than it was last year. Um, it's just what I worry about is injuries to key players like O'Hare. We're going to miss him, obviously, for the first few matches, but which obviously we haven't played in a couple, so which is working well for us, I suppose. It's nearer the time where he's going to get fit. So... But yeah, we'll have to do without him for a few a few weeks. But when he does come back, you know, he'll be a quality player, and he'll, you know, he's a great creator of goals for us. And uh, um, obviously, players struggle to to mark him when he does play for us, and and it opens up space for the other, other players to to score goals. So uh, he's a very important player for us. So we need him back at ASAP. Um, but you know, saying that we've got a strong squad, and if we can stay clear of injuries. Um, get a few decent results and drop out. There's a long, long way to go. Long way to go. So I don't think anybody can make any predictions yet. Nobody knows what's around the corner. And I'm quite confident we can we can finish in the top six. Oh, oh that's brilliant. I love that. That's that's super. That's what we need. That's what yeah. we need. Enthusiasm at this time, yeah, don't we? There's a long way to go. You can't you can't make <laughs> predictions after two matches. I mean, oh, come on. <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah. You brought up O'Hare. Now, we're, we're cracking on with time here, so we'll keep this one short just quickly. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we all had a laugh on the bus on Saturday. 
and we all said, do you think it's a plan by Mark Robbins and O'Hare? <laughs> I've heard that, you, o, yeah. that O'Hare has gone into the office, knocked on his door, and he's gone, boss, I don't really want to go. Can we pretend that I'm injured? Don't tell the players because they'll let it leak or whatever. Right? Yeah. Don't tell AD or anyone. Just say I'm injured and then no one can come in for a bid. And then yeah. the 1st of September, he's back in the team. Now, come on, because I'm not being funny. There's been no pictures of him on social media. No. He's, been really, he's been really quiet. He's not He's not posted anything. He's And when the videos come out of him coming out the changing rooms and that, there's no sign of him. Are they keeping him out of view and he's training? Possibly. You don't know. I mean, we don't know, do we? We can't say, yes, that's the case. But it, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, although, you know, he might have a little bad... Uh, he might have an injury of some sort, but I don't think it's as bad as they're making out. I've got no. impression, you know, maybe they're trying to make, well, okay, we'll keep it, you know, we'll, we won't tell anybody how bad it is. And then all of a sudden he's going to be fit come um, come September, you know. <laughs> so you never well, know. I mean, it's been three weeks and he yeah. hasn't had a scan on it yet. It's still mm. bruised. Yeah, young lad. Yeah, young lad. I've heard him say before that like, he turned around and said, "Oh, the injury is not as bad as we first thought." He could say that, couldn't he? You know, which is right. He's not bad he's saying maybe he thought it was bad, and then all of a sudden it's not. So that's what he'll say. <laughs> uh, I, I think oh, there's something dodgy going on there, mate. Just didn't like the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'll be happy as long as that transfer window shuts and he's still with us. I'll, I'll be, I'll be happy. I, I, I believe we're going to keep all of them, even though there's a lot of fiasco going on. Because Vic yeah. and Vic, Vic and Godden on Saturday were tremendous, um, mm. you know, superb. And I don't know if you've seen Godden's goal celebration. He was the wheelbarrow and Dabo picks him up. That's not you do at school, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah, they obviously had that pre-planned. Oh God, it done it now. It's just that was great, weren't it? To be honest, yeah. what a great good. finish as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so, it's just a shame. So it's just a shame we didn't get anything out of the game. Uh, that's that's the, that's the big thing, um, and hopefully it won't dent their confidence. And they keep playing well and keep the discipline, um, cut out silly mistakes, which yeah, you know, then then they'll pick up they'll pick up more points and they'll they'll drop. I think in this league. Yeah. Yeah, definitely this season. I'm just, I'm just gutted we've conceded four goals in the league already, mm. and eight, eight well, goals get, in let's total. Get, let's get, yeah, let's get the silly mistakes out of the way early, shall we, and uh, um, build on it. And hopefully, yeah. we won't see any more as the season goes on. And finally, I'll let you close it in a minute. Finally, do you think we're going to play Saturday? No, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Not now. No, not the, from what I'm hearing. Huddersfield. Not unless. Definitely not. Not definitely not at Huddersfield. Obviously, because they they're not going to. They can't reverse the fixture. But not unless they've got some. They're going to make an announcement very quickly. Certainly tomorrow morning, latest. They're turning around and say, "Oh yeah, we're playing. We're going to play at NK Dons or Birmingham." You know, uh, then they've got to announce it really tomorrow, haven't they? I'd have thought they would announce that by now, though. To be honest, oh. don't you? Yeah, I thought, oh, I've I've been checking my phone all day. It's it's been driving me mad. I said to myself, I wasn't going to check my phone, mm. um, and I did. I, I I said to myself, I'm not checking my social media today till after work. 
Um, but it kept pinging and pinging, and, and I thought, oh, here's a notification, isn't? But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, do you know what? It's just yeah. If you don't go ahead, it don't go ahead. With three games in hand, we'd be bottom of the league. Who cares? We're Coventry City, and we do what we want. Yeah, because no one wins anything in August or September, do they? At the end of the day. No. Uh, you can be bottom of the league but and still go on and win the league in, in September. That's been done before. And look yeah. at Forest last year. I mean, I'm not Forest they were bottom of the league, weren't they? Yeah. They ended up going up. They ended up going up. So, you know, you never know. After 10 games, weren't they? are still bottom of the league, yeah. I think, round about there. So, they were. Anything, anything can happen. Anything Definitely. Can happen. Um, yeah, but... So, you know, football's a funny game and it can change just like that. Mm, um, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident we we, we can turn things around and uh, start once we start playing certainly the home games, especially and get yeah. points on the board. Yeah, cool. Uh, listen, before you close us out for the night, um, can I just say a big thank you to everyone that came on the Sky Blue Tavern bus on Saturday? Uh, we had a fantastic time, and I got to speak to some amazing people on that coach. Um, so I just want to say thanks to uh, uh, Kieran. Uh, James, Sky Blue, John, he was brilliant, superb. Um, was, there any ground... singing, was there any singing on the bus? No, not really. They're, they're, they're all a bit quiet. Uh, after we heard the news, it was a little bit down, weren't it? So they were a little bit quiet, to be honest. But um, yeah, uh, I'll tell you a bit more in a minute, just a sec. Uh, and I want to say thanks to JMO Kid. Uh, he was at the ground, I had a little chat with him. He's from Leamington. And he's just been, uh, he's just made a couple of special edition shirts for the Jam and uh, mm. another group. I can't remember who it was, but you can check him out at www.jmokid.com. Uh, he does a lot of art and everything uh, to do with uh, two-tone and mods and everything else like that. And mm. also Gordon Dando, who had a little chat with me at half-time uh, from Leamington and Warwick Supporters Club, uh, will be at their next meeting. Um, and hopefully we'll get some Lempton and Warwick supporters to come and have a chat with us. And yes. uh, they, they've they got a very, very special guest. It's I can't say anything. No. I'm, tight, I'm tight-lipped. I'm not allowed to say a word. I know it was, who it is. And you're yeah, going to love it. It was Ben you're Wilson love last time. Ben Wilson and uh, Dave Body was last time, wasn't it? Yeah. This um, special guest is fantastic. You're going to love him. And I'm hopefully going to get him on a live pod with us. So, you know, we're going to sort that out. And okay. is, in he, the few... is, he current, is he a current player? I'm not saying anything. My lips are sealed. Well, you can say that, can't you? No, no, not saying anything. <laughs> My lips are sealed. And also, uh, uh, we're going to have Stuart Linnell on soon as well from B uh, BBC CWI. He's now retired. So, Stuart well, Linnell, a, MBE, is going to be on. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was. And, uh, yep, Stuart now MBE is going to be on our pod. Um, we're going to do, hopefully, a live one with him. He can't do this week because he's got a very, very busy week. He's expecting uh, another grandchild. And um, so uh, he is not around this week. But he will be on very, very shortly. So look out for that one, guys. Um, yeah, so all exciting things on its way. Uh, let's hope we do play Saturday, which I don't think is going to happen. No. But... Can and when is, when is that next? When is that next meeting, Miles? Uh, we, they haven't announced a date yet, uh, so they will be announcing the date very shortly because it's all tight-lipped. I can't mm -hmm. say anything. <laughs> Top well, secret. 
I got Ben Wilson's shirt last time in that auction, so uh, maybe they'll bring another special guest, might bring one of his shirts. Never know. You never know. <laughs> but you're going to love him. You're going to absolutely nice, love him. He's going to be great. Super. He, he is he's spot on. You're going to love it. And if I can get him on here with us lot, you know, with all the Even guys better. and everyone, Mark, Glenn, Victoria, Danny and everyone, if we can no, get him it. on here, no, they're going to love it. It's going to be a great night, that is. And we're gonna, they're just going to absolutely be buzzing for it. I can't tell no. you anymore. I can't tell you. So no. It's top secret, is it? <laughs> go on, Kate. Give us some is, words of wisdom before we go and see. Is he a midfielder? Mid I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say anything. <laughs> Top secret guest. I'm hearing in my ear now who this is. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Not telling you. <laughs> well, that's it then. That's that. We've run out of time, I suppose. Um, no games, unfortunately. So we've got to enjoy the sunshine at home. The green, green grass of home, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what green so grass? We haven't got any green grass. We've got green grass in the garden. That's the only green grass we'll see. <laughs> hey, I come home from work today. Cheryl, my wife, said, it's been raining here. I said, hey, you haven't had any rain? She goes, yeah, it's been raining. I said, nope, I haven't seen any. Have you seen any, Ken? Uh, well, there was a couple of spots of rain, actually, when I was out in the Cotswolds today. But, but it, wasn't, it wasn't a lot. It was just like splatterings of, but then it, you know, literally five minutes and it was gone, stopped. So I don't, I don't know if it was a little shower or maybe, but it was very, very little. It wasn't a lot. Um, so, you know, nowhere near to be saying you can end your hosepipe ban or anything like that. Um, because um, we need a lot more rain than that. But no, we're not, we're not moaning about the sunshine, are we? Oh, no. no I'm no, certainly no. not. You know, we no, you've, lo you've lost your tan now. I've got a tan. You've lost it. I know, yours. I have lost it. I've come back from Skegness. I've lost my tan. I went, got it in Spain. I went to Skegness. I've lost it. <laughs> it's so, <rubbed> yeah. off. <laughs> right that's it then um you've been listening to sky blue fans tv thank you for joining us miles thank you very much and myself ken stewart and thank you for all the guests and the uh, comments we've uh, that people have made hopefully we don't know when we can't tell you when we're going to play next because we don't know so um just stay tuned and uh, hopefully we'll have some good news very, very soon, all going well, and uh, hopefully the club will look after the fans who feel very let down at the moment because we've got no football to look forward to. One point on the board out of two games, not too bad, but really it should be should be four, shouldn't it? Really? Yeah, four points should have been yeah all day should long. Be. But never mind, that's football for you. Plenty, early, early days, loads of more points to be won and lost. So stick with us, and all I'll leave you with: play up, Sky Blues. Good night to you all. Play up Sky Blues. These are sky blue days. These are sky blue days. The CBS and the SBA will fight to the end and lead the way. Sing out together. Sky Blue Fans TV. For the fans, by the fans.